You're listening to the new Mutual Audio Network. Welcome home. The following audio drama is rated G for general audience. The following Bells in the Battery episode was released November 2nd, 2005. I apologize for the sound quality of this particular episode. My equipment has gotten a lot more sophisticated since this was first recorded. Here we go. Alright, everybody, grab a donut and a beer. It's Bells in your Battery. This is Bells in the Battery, episode number three. And they said we'd never make it this far. I'm John Bell, your genial host, and let's get things underway, shall we? In my email inbox recently, I have had an influx of email advising me to buy certain stocks. Hot stock tips. You can't go wrong with this stock, etc., etc. I have no idea why I'm getting these particular emails, because I know nothing about stocks. I don't invest. I don't have the money to invest, and I wouldn't know what to invest in. And I certainly wouldn't take advice from some unknown stock dealer on the Internet. And I advise you to do the same. So as a public service, I now present on the Internet an unknown stock person who has been just introduced to me. And he says that he's got a flawless way to make money oh, yeah. uh, through investments. Oh. So please welcome Mr. Diamond Hood Miller. Hey, how you doing, Mr. Baller? Thank you very much for having mm-hmm. me on your show here. you got a nice place oh, here. Thank you. Thank you. So what are the basic things we need to know to make money through investments? Well, I will give you a demonstration at this point. Uh, if you got any money, money? You know, in your pocket, just some cash, cash okay. you know, <laughs> just some money. Yeah, I got some money here. I've been saving up for my wife's birthday present. It's uh, one hundred thirty-seven. Okay, you have given me this money. This one hundred thirty-seven dollars, right? Right. Okay. Well, my value, my portfolio value, has just gone up by one hundred thirty-seven dollars. You see, um, I have one hundred thirty-seven dollars yeah. in liquid assets um, now that I didn't have five minutes ago. Well, you see, but that's that's my money. That's that's my money. That's not your money. See, I need $137 for my wife's birthday present. Oh, you see, if you need some money for your wife's birthday, I can now put my funds to use by lending this money to you with interest so that the principal goes out and uh, will come back eventually very, very soon with a certain amount of uh, interest that is paid upon that principal amount, Uh, which uh, you will also give to me within 24 hours. But but you see, that was was my money. I I, I gave it to you. And I keep that money working for the economy by lending it to you for one day, 24 hours, um, at 116% interest. Yes, but you see that... 116% 116% interest? That is based on the prime rate as set by the national uh, federal government. That, 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 that's absurd. That's nothing like the prime lending rate. I can't, I can't pay that kind of money back in, in one day. Then we come to another part of the entire fiduciary system, and that is the collection portion. Collection? I have a collection agent. Hey, Louie, come here. Oh this my. is Louie. Uh. He's going to make sure that you pay it back on time. And with the right amount. Glad to meet you. Hi, Louie. Uh, listen, um, could we get away from the whole lending portion of the economic thing and let's talk about some other ways uh, to make money? Sure. Legitimately, oh, yeah. possibly? Sure, no problem. Uh, of course, there's always the insurance business. I happen to be a licensed and bonded insurance salesman, uh-huh. and I can sell you the kind of insurance that you need. Well, I'm actually uh, full up on insurance. I've got all the kinds of insurance that Gee, I... Gee, this is a real nice place you got here. Sure hate to see anything bad happen to him. <laughs> Something bad. <laughs> we'll be back after this. 
people just like you talk about their skin irritations. I have this skin rash. It really gets bad when it gets hot and my shorts ride up. It's a real bad itching, burning sensation. Uh, right where you don't want a real bad itching, burning sensation. I was going to my afternoon tea when this terrible itch started up. It was like there were fire ants in my bloomers. It started between my toes and it worked its way up to my knees. And before I knew it, my stomach was red, my chest was red, <laughs> even my neck was red. Man, that itch. That terrible itching, burning sensation. You may think there's nothing you can do about it. That's where you're wrong. Purple Planet introduces this three-volume audio cassette collection of people talking about their own terrible itching, burning sensations. Once you listen to them talk, you'll realize you're not so bad off after all. Ninety percent of my skin turned bright red, then flaked off. Felt like the Dallas cheerleaders were going all over my body with belt sanders. Feel better? Purple Planet, terrible, itching, burning complainers. Wherever fine recordings are sold. Also available in Disco Mix. Oh, what's, what's this, Mrs. Schmeckelheimer? Uh, Mrs. Schmeckelheimer just handed me a note. Oh, apparently that was delivered from the stock tip insurance salesman gangster goon that was here earlier uh, with a threat on it. It says, if you don't pay up, there will be a drive-by shooting. I don't care what he does. I'm not going to give in to extortion. I'm just not going to do it. I, I, wait, what's that out the window? Coming this way! Everybody duck! Boy, the high price of gas is hitting everybody these days. Let's take a short break and uh, listen to the latest episode of Mr. Wizard. Well, hello, Billy. It's good to see you again. Hello, Mr. Wizard. Billy, you may wonder what we're doing out at this wooden swinging bridge over that river way down in that ravine. Well, I kind Have you ever wondered what keeps a bridge up? Polygrip? <laughs> Science is a serious business, Billy. I'm sorry. I... Bridges stay up because they have supports at key stress areas. Ooh. Take this bridge. Okay. It's designed to withstand up to 600 pounds. Wow. Walk across it. Billy. Okay. Notice how the bridge hardly moves under Billy's 100-pound frame. Now, Billy, uh, pick up that anvil and cross back again. Uh, notice how the bridge begins to sag a bit as Billy crosses because he and the anvil together weigh close to 300 pounds. Now, Billy, uh, pick up that elephant and cross again. What? Up, Simba. Up. Good boy. Good, good, good. Okay, now sit on Billy's back. Fine. Okay, cross the bridge, Billy. Ah, see that? With over 2,000 pounds at the stress points, the bridge is showing definite signs of... Well, 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 well. The stress point gave way. That goes to show that you should always take maximum bridge limits seriously. Because science is a serious business. This is Mr. Wizard saying, we'll have more fun with science tomorrow, kids. Bye-bye. <laughs> and it's time for our next guest, Johnny... Who have we got? Our next guest on Bells in the Bat Free is Mr. Osgood Knight. He's a man who repairs and services heating systems for homes and businesses. Hi, 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 hi. hi there, good uh, to Mr. see you. Oh, yes, it's really good to be here. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, I used to be a pilot. Uh, that's where I got the name of my place. Uh, I was famous for uh, flybys. You uh -huh. know, people would be on the street and I'd meow, flyby. Oh, I everybody said, hey, there goes old flyby. So uh, that's, that's where I got the name of my business. Uh, so if you need somebody, just call Flyby Night 
heating and air. Fly by night. Fly by night. (laughs) Well, what tips can you give us about heating systems? Uh, All we need to do is, uh, I noticed you haven't turned on the heater here in the studio. No, no, we haven't had the opportunity. Building things stay pretty warm all the time anyway, but uh, it's getting kind of nippy. So uh, why don't we just try turning on this heater now, and I'll kind of give you an idea of what you should look for while we uh, turn on the heater here. Okay, uh, turn it on. It's on. Alright, now, now you see that, that sound there. That's uh, generally not a good sign. That means that your motor mount has come loose and your uh, motor itself is uh, off its bearings or, uh, or there's a technical term that's just all mucked up. Uh, that's the basic term there. Uh, there's something wrong with the motor. Oh my gosh, look what's coming out of those vents. Oh! Yeah, there's geez. usually a bunch of roaches and mice that's oh, running out of your vents. Hundreds right of here. Oh, <laughs> that's pretty normal. They're uh, all over the place. Yeah. Oh! But I don't know about them chickens. Uh, <laughs> and the dogs and the mother cows. Get those things out of here. Uh, you gotta get uh, you gotta clean that out every once in a while. Get these out of here, please. Shoot, shoot. that burning smell you get when you first turn on your heater in the season, that's, uh, that's pretty normal there. You oh, see, good. There's dust in there, and that dust yeah. gets real hot. And that's what makes that smell. So well, that's perfectly normal. Oh, my. Now, that fire shooting out of the vent oh. there is not normal. That's, uh, you, you don't usually get that. No. Say, uh, you know, seven out of ten cases, uh, that's a pretty unusual thing to have fire shooting out, especially that far. Really? I'd say, you know, four to five feet like that. Ooh, man, that's pretty good. That's Ooh. like a new record. Though. That's uh, that's quite impressive, actually. Uh, what about now, 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 sparks. That, that's an electrical problem. Uh, I need to fix that. So the best way in this kind of case where you really need to replace everything uh-huh. is to uh, purge the system of everything that's purge. bad, and that's yeah. simply done by tossing in this here stick of dynamite. Stick of uh, dynamite. Di- no, stand back no don't want to fire the hole. Now, what you need to do is replace this antiquated, uh, old-fashioned uh, heater here uh-huh. with one of our brand-new nuclear heat pumps. Nuclear. I just happen to have one. Roscoe, bring that in here. Yeah, that's fine. Just, just put it over there in the corner. Okay. Isn't that nice? Isn't that nice? I don't hear it running, but it's getting warm in here. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah, that's how that thing works. Yeah. Uh, look, I really got to go now. Uh, uh, I'll it, see you later. Should it be glowing like this? Or should it be glowing like this? Should it be... I feel all tingly. Um, we'll be back after this. There is a new SUV that's unlike any other. It's big because you want big, but you also don't want to worry about lousy gas mileage. And with the new Skeeter SUV, that worry is a thing of the past. Thanks to new hybrid technology, you can get more miles per gallon in your big Skeeter SUV. How does it work? Easy. As you approach a wimpy little car from the rear and start to climb over it with a Skeeter's patented action track suspension, a special metal tube projects from the Skeeter, piercing the gas tank of the car and sucking out all the gas therein. It only takes a few seconds, then you can roll right over that car and leave its empty husk behind, as nature intended. Yes, the new Skeeter is a hybrid of SUV technology and classic mosquito design. The Skeeter is definitely an itch you can scratch. Get over to your Skeeter dealer today, but hurry, get there before you see a Skeeter in your rearview mirror. Okay, let's see if I can get some semblance of normalcy back into this podcast. I... Hey, Mr. Bell! Well, there goes the chance for normalcy. Uh, 
Hello, Arnie. Hi, hi, it's Joe. And this is Arnie Kunchpart, our resident scientist and inventor. Arnie, what's going on? Well, I was listening in earlier, Mr. Bell, and I think I know how I can take care of your dilemma. My what? Your dilemma. My dilemma? Yeah, your dilemma. Just say problem. Your problem. Say dilemma. Okay, dilemma. Anyway, I have an invention that might help. Oh, boy, what is it? It's a shrink ray. A shrink ray? Yeah, a shrink ray. See this device here? Uh-huh. When I point it at somebody, it'll shrink. Them down to the size of a hamster. Oh, so when Mr. Miller comes in and tries to extort money from me, you hit him with a shrink ray. Yeah, and he shrinks down to any bitty size. We drop a trash can on him, and all our problems are solved. Now, now, you're sure this thing works? You've tested it, right? Oh, yes, it works perfectly. Okay, then all we need to do is wait, wait, listen, listen. He's out in the lobby. He's going to be coming in here in just a few seconds. Hide over there in the corner. Yeah. And as we're talking, yeah. hit him with a shrink ray. Oh, this is so exciting. Yeah. Hide in the corner. Yeah. Hit him with a shrink ray. Get over there. Oh, this is coming out. Quiet, 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 quiet. Okay, okay, here he comes. Shh. Hello there, Mr. Bell. I thought I'd drop by again and see if you've uh, given consideration to my previous proposition. Yeah, well, I've given it some thought, and I think it was awful big of you to come back. Uh huh. That's so funny. And let me tell you, uh huh. You're going to get what's coming to you. That's what I want, what's coming to oh, me. Oh, yeah, oh, yeah. You're going to get yours any second now. Well, good. Let me have it. Yeah, you think you're a big man now, but you're going to be pretty small in just a second or two. Well, let me have it. Yeah, you're going to get what's coming to you, like, right now. Come on. Right now. Right. What the, hey? Uh, what is that, a hamster running around? No. I don't like hamsters. No, no, don't shoot at the hamster. Don't shoot at the here. All right, I'm leaving. But don't be surprised if something important seems to be missing. <laughs> so long, sucker. I uh, guess I was holding it backwards in all the excitement. I, I uh, whoa, oh, oh, you're picking me up. This is nice. Uh, where are you taking me? Where are you taking Over the. No, don't drop me in the. All right, things are getting a little out of control here. I need to get back to Earth. Let me talk to my secretary, Miss Schmackelheimer. Miss Schmackelheimer? Miss Schmackelheimer? Hello? Mr. Bell, this is Miss Schmackelheimer. Well, hello. I was worried about you. Miss Sadie Schmackelheimer? Yes, yes, I know who you are. Where are you? I don't know. I have a sack over my head. Fashion statement? Burlap. My kidnappers put it there. K- kidna- you, you've been kidnapped? That's what they tell me, yes. Well, what exactly did they tell you? They I guess that's a kidnapping. They're holding me for ransom. Uh, how much? I don't know. You don't know? No. They wrote me a short note to read to you over the phone uh-huh. that has the ransom amount on it. Okay, then read me the note. I can't. Why not? I've got a burlap bag over my oh, head, yeah, remember? Right, yeah. All I see is burlap. Ask the kidnappers if you can take the bag off your head to read me the note, please. Okay, hold on. Can I take this bag off for a minute? I need to read the note like you told me to. Oh, yeah, but uh, close your eyes so you can't see where you are. I can do that, but then I still wouldn't be able to read the note. Oh, uh, okay, uh, then we'll turn out the lights. You're new at this, aren't you? Yeah, uh, sorry, I recently got promoted from leg breaking. So, like, what is it you don't want me to see? Actually, I don't want you to see me. Why? You have some sort of deformity? Uh, you sound quite nice to me. Oh, no, 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 nothing like that. I don't want you to identify Do me. I know you? No. Then let's child, how could I identify you? Uh, well, I, I guess you got a point there, but uh, you could describe me to the police. I have an idea. Uh, what if I take the bag off my head while closing my eyes, uh, and you put the bag on your head? Uh, I'll open my eyes, I won't be able to see your face, uh, and then I could read the note. Hey. Would that work? Yeah, 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 that, that should work.
Yes, Ms. Schmackelheimer. I need to put the phone down for a minute while I take the bag off my head. Yes, 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 yes. I heard the plan. Just, Just hurry up, please. going on uh, if you don't pay us fifty thousand dollars you won't see her alive again your money in a hello mr bell bag. i'll be at my desk miss smackleheimer you got away uh, the big dumb ox had a burlap bag over his head oh well uh, can you please bring me today's mail certainly mr bell and check out my guest interview schedule right away mr bell you will never see mrs hackins Well, that's it, the end of episode three of Bells in the Battery. Bells in the Battery was written and performed by John Bell, so I'm solely responsible for its content, which is a very sad thing to have to admit. Special guest voice, Cynthia Taylor. Thank you, Cindy. Copyright 2005 and 2019 by John Bell Creative, LLC. That's that's fine. Okay. Are you sure? That's fine. You have to All be, right. You have to be quiet. I, okay. okay. Are you you're positive this is a good voice? Yeah, that's fine. Okay. Okay. Ready? Yeah. Okay. This is Bells in the Bat Free. This episode was originally released on November 9th, two thousand five. Be seated, gentlemen. I would be proud to lead you in avoiding the following program. Bells in the Bat Free, episode hot two, three, four. Hi there, and welcome to episode four of Bells in the Bat Free. I'm John Bell, your genial host. We have a lot going on in the show right now, and I think we need a recap. So, Johnny, will you do the honors, please? In our last very exciting episode, hordes of giant armadillos from Venus what? arrive in their peanut-shaped flying saucers. Wait, wait, wait. wait. So half the country wait, half instantly. The... John Bell of Bells in the Bat Free, his entire cast, now, hold on. took arms against his armadillos wait. and fought them wait, back wait, to... Wait, 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 wait. Nothing like that happened in the last episode? Unfortunately, you're correct. I'm improving on the last episode. No, it doesn't need improving. It's exciting enough the way it happened. Just express that. All right, all right, all right. Last time you should recall in the last episode, a gangster came by and extorted money, demanded money in a protection racket, kidnapped a member of the cast, and all that sort of stuff. It was, you know, yeah, that kind of thing. You know, you may have a point there. It's not as exciting as I thought it was. Giant armadillos invaded the No, 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 no. We, we can't do the made-up stuff. We oh. have to... Continue on with what really happened. Okay. So, uh, the gangster is still at large, and he's still trying to extort money and, uh, cause accidents, and this we pay him a certain amount, blah, 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 et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Thank you, Johnny. That was very, um, adequate for what we needed here. Thank, thank you very much. Well, that's the plot, such as it is from last time. We have this, uh, extortionist, Diamond Hood Miller, this crook, 
who's uh, forcing us to pay him protection money. Otherwise, he's going to cause havoc, destruction, and kidnapping. And we're trying to think of a way to get rid of him, to foil him. And what we need now is a good voice of reason. Hi, Mr. Bell. Or Arnie Cunchpart. Hi, Arnie. What's new with you? Nothing much. I can't just show you my new Wait invention. a minute. Weren't you the size of a hamster? Oh, yeah, but that was last week. Yeah, your shrink ray shrunk oh, you yeah, down. Yeah, that was last episode. You know, when you have different episodes. But just... how did you get back to normal? I'm just back to normal. Just accept it, okay? Okay. That's how this thing kind of works. All right, just tell me about your new invention. Then. I have envisioned a time machine. A time machine. We can go into the future and see all the no, marvels no, 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 that no, no, will you be. You can't use a time machine to go into the future, see, huh? because we're already traveling into the future. Who's traveling into the future? Yes, all of us. We're all traveling into the future. What? Like, for instance, in five seconds, I'll say the word wooga wooga. So that event is still in the future. Wooga wooga. Now it's now. And now it's in the past. Uh-huh. We passed it like passing a train station uh-huh. at full speed. Chugga, 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 chugga. Fine, woo, fine, woo. fine, fine, fine. In that case, we'll go into the past yes. and see the monumental moments in history no. as... You can't do that, I'm afraid, because the time machine only works 30 seconds at a time. Works what? 30 seconds at a time. What? I can only go back 30 seconds. Only 30 seconds? What use is that? Can you go back 30 seconds without a time machine? No. I shall demonstrate it to you. Okay. That is my time machine right over there. It looks like a phone booth. You see that right over there? Yeah, I see it right there. In 60 seconds, I will get in the time machine, and I will go back 30 seconds. That means 30 seconds from when I said I would go ahead 60 seconds, I should appear from 60 seconds into the future. So you're telling me that you're going to go into the time machine, go back 30 seconds, and appear here with your present self before you go back 30 seconds? Exactly. And this will all happen in about 10 seconds. 10, 9, 8, 6, 7, 7, right. 6, 5, 4, 3, Oh, say it. Two, Don't spray it. One. Everybody, oh, it's me my. from 30 seconds into the future. Wow, it's me from 30 seconds into the future. Hi, me. How you doing? I'm pretty good, boy. So it's nice to you back in the old days. I tell you what, this, this is pretty cool. cool. Okay, guys, guys, settle down. This is actually quite amazing. So so you're the one from the future. Yes. And you're the one from the present. Yes. And the one from the present has to get into that time machine in just a few seconds and go back to the past, which is when the future one appeared to us in the past, right? Yes, yes boy, you're pretty, pretty good, good this sort of thing. thing. And now I gotta go into the past. Let me get into the time machine over Look here. Look there's someone at the window with a machine gun. Don't everybody duck! <laughs> That'll show you the payoff when you're supposed to. I'll be back. And when I come back, remember, I take Visa, MasterCard, and checks with two forms of identification. <laughs> uh, future Arnie, uh, President Arnie, are you guys okay? Yes, yes Mr. Bell, but, but he shot the time machine. He broke it. I, I can see that, but... Certainly you can fix it, can't you? Mr. Bell, you understand the ramifications of what's happening here. If the time machine's broken, I can't get into it and go 30 seconds into the past. Which means that I shouldn't have gotten here at all. How am I existing? What's going on? So you're saying one of you shouldn't even exist right now? Yes, he should cease to exist. What? No, you should be the one not no, existing. No, it's you because of the ramifications. No, 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 because of no, the you because you see the future. No, well, future well, guys, 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 guys whoa, 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 hold, 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 this is getting just a little too existential for me. It is kind of Calvin and Hobbes, isn't it? Look, when science takes a wrong turn, the only thing you can do is... Listen to the latest episode of Mr. Wizard! Good morning, Billy. Hello, Mr. Wizard. Are you ready to explore another fascinating aspect of science today? No. Good. Let's get started. Okay. 
Billy, what do you think of when I say Einstein? That's German for one mug of beer. Don't embarrass me, Billy. I'm sorry. Albert Einstein came up with the theory of relativity. Oh, yeah. Everything is relative. Uh -huh. Understand? Sure. Of course you don't understand, oh. but I'll try to explain it in a way your small mind can comprehend. What? Our concept of time can alter depending on how we use it. Uh -huh. uh, for instance, take this ice cream cone. Oh, boy. <laughs> you have ten seconds to eat oh, it. Mm, mm, mm. Five. That's good. That's really... Um, nine. Mm, ten mm, times up, Billy. Hey, that was hardly any time at all. <laughs> That's right, Billy. When you're doing something you enjoy, time passes quickly. Oh, yeah. Now, let's see how fast <laughs> the next ten seconds seems to pass. Okay. Uh, but first, let me introduce our special guest, Slugger Magoon. Wow, a professional yeah. boxer, and he's Hello, wearing his gloves yes, and yes, everything. Mr. Magoon, uh, if you'll begin. Begin? Okay. Begin what? Mr. Wesley's coming over his... Oh. One, two, three, four, five... Six, seven, eight, nine, ten. <laughs> well, Billy, I'm sure you noticed that the ten seconds with the boxer seemed like a much longer span of time than the ten seconds with the ice cream. That's relativity. Next week, we'll experiment with our friend, Mr. Radioactivity. Until then, bye-bye. Can I finish his ice cream? And now, with views on the news and movie reviews, here's Sililoquy! Hi, guy, this is Sililoquy being dragged, kicked, and screaming into the 21st century. I just bought my first iPod, yes, my very first. I wanted to hear all the podcasts one can hear, and the only way to do that is to listen to instructional podcasts, who tells you how to listen to podcasts on your iPod, which doesn't help much if you don't yet have an iPod to listen to the instructions on. So I got an iPod, and now I can listen to podcasts, even the total waste of time and bandwidth podcasts like Bells in the Bad Free. So far, I'm loving the iPod, except for one tiny but major problem. The iPod came with two fuzzy little things that fit over the earbuds so they won't blister the inside of your ears. They even came with a second spare pair of fuzzy covers, which means I could listen to my iPod for almost two days before my ears started blistering because those darn fuzzy covers never lasted me a whole day. The darn things came off in my pocket or on my desk or even worse, in my ears. Is there anybody who has had an iPod for more than 48 hours who still has his fuzzy covers on the earbuds? I even tried putting a drop of super glue under the fuzzies to keep them on and I couldn't take the darn earbuds out of my ears for three days and two gallons of boiling hot water. What is this? Cutting edge technology and they can't keep the fuzzy things on the earbuds? So watch for me. I'm the guy listening to podcasts with blistered ears. And speaking of funny-looking ears, I just purchased my DVD of Batman Begins, which almost makes up for the travesty that was Batman and Robin. This new Batman is unique in that it actually takes characters out of the comic book and puts them into the movie. Christ, Commissioner Gordon finally looks like Commissioner Gordon instead of a walrus with orthodontia. Batman is back to being dark and brooding like he belongs instead of some ballet dancer ice skating around in a suit with rubber nipples who came up with that idea for crying out loud. The Batmobile is a really cool car. I'd like to see go up behind some moron holding up traffic in the left lane. Crunch, blam, thank you, ma'am. The movie's still good that even my wife likes it, and she has had very particular taste starting the day after she married me. I'm Sililoquy, that's my two cents worth, and someone owes me change. And we're back at Bells in the Bat Free. I'm a little concerned about Arnie Cunchpart and this future self. There are two of him running around now. He's trying to figure out the best way to solve it. He's in his lab. Let me check on him. Arnie, everything okay in there? Yeah, I think I've got this figured out. Give me about a minute. Everything should be just fine. Okay, tell you what. Um, I'm going to run a commercial. And I'll come back and check on you after the commercial, okay? Okay! Okay. We'll be back after this. It's the storm nobody expected. It's the storm nobody thought possible. Category 8. Squared. It's the end of the world. So strong, they'll even feel it on Mars. Category 8. Squared. 
tonight on NBS. Then tomorrow night at eight, it's fun for the entire family on Susie and her friends. Laughs ensue when Dad finds out to his dismay that Susie and her friends are skinny dipping in the backyard for a webcast. And the hilarity continues when Susie's brother, dressed as a shark, causes all the girls to jump out of the water in front of the TV news crew. Two-time winner of the Wholesome Family TV Award. Remember, it's Sweeps Week, so anything goes on NBS. Okay, Arnie said to check back with him after a minute, and the commercial was a minute, so uh, let's see what's going on. Uh, Arnie, if you got this all figured out? I'm still working on it. Okay, there's an image I want to get out of my mind as soon as I possibly can. I think I'll try to get this whole Diamond Hood Miller thing done with. It's time I went to a professional. I'm going to see a detective. It was a typical rainy afternoon in the big city, and I was opening and discarding my typical pile of overdue bills. The door opened, and in came an odd-looking duck. I chased the duck out of the office and ran into a strange man in the hallway. Are you Ace Detective Buckshot? He was an inquisitive type, asking the sort of questions your wife might ask when you stagger into the bedroom at 3 a.m. What? He was short, shaggy, and wore a suit that a Bowery bum would give back to goodwill. What's wrong with my suit? Just... I motioned him into the office. Okay. He sat in the chair I have reserved for suckers and clients. What? Especially those that fit both descriptions. Uh, While I settled in my ancient leather chair that had long ago contoured itself perfectly to my posterior. Why do you keep talking to yourself He like... was sharp, this one. Huh? I knew that I should never turn my back on him, or he may give me an early Christmas present of a set of Jinsu knives right between the shoulder oh, blades. I asked him his name. Go ahead, ask. What's your name? My name's John Bell. He gave me a name that sounded phonier than a Nigerian widow's promise of an easy fortune. What? I may have blow pop tattooed on my forehead, but I'm no sucker. Oy. Although it does get uncomfortable with a stick up my... Look, if you're going to do a running soliloquy, I'll just go next door and Hold find it, some pal. other... No rush. I'll be glad to help you. Spill the caper. What? Give me the bird's eye lowdown. Huh? The skinny. The veal Alfredo. You made that last one up. No, I'm just hungry. Huh? What brings you here besides that 12-year-old Geo Metro that's bringing down the property value of my parking lot? I told him about how Diamond Hood Miller was pulling the old protection racket. How I had to cough up the dory me or I might be R.I.P. P.D.Q. Hold it, hold it, hold it. I'm the one who does the narrating around here. Just give it to me plain. Plain? Yeah. Give it to me Dragnet style. Dragnet style? That's what I said. This Miller guy wants money. That's a fact. Kidnapped my secretary. Shot at my office. Yes, sir. Darn shame. How's that, sir? Really like that office. 6.32 p.m. I checked with the DMV to get a 1020 in our MIA SOB. We got lucky. He's living in a penthouse apartment not two blocks from here. Let's roll. 9.55 p.m. After a quick stop for dinner and a movie, we found ourselves standing at Miller's door. I'll ring the bell. You ring the bell, but be careful. Why? Looks like an ordinary bell. There are bells, and there are bells. How's that? Could be a buzzer. Hadn't thought of that. Only one way to find out. How's that? Push the button. Yeah, what do you want? You Diamond Hood Miller? Yeah, who's asking? Private detective. Name's Shot. Buckshot. This is my partner, Bell. You sure it ain't buzzer? It's Bell. Is this the Bell guy? What? Is this the guy, Bell? That's him. I'm him. You're him. He's you. I'm he. Yes, sirree. You're under arrest. And that's how this case was solved. Good old detective work. Sometimes you just gotta hit the streets. Pound the pavement. 
Wear off some shoe leather. Say, is he going to take me in or talk us to death? This could go on for hours. So, uh, you want to go get some coffee? Sure. My tree. Sure is. I snagged your wallet ten minutes ago. <laughs> Put some miles on the internal odometer. Ask for a little traveling music. We, the giant armadillos from Venus, have taken over the Bells in the Belfry podcast. Today, Bells in the Belfry, tomorrow, the world. Ha, ha, ha. Get him, guys. Come on, take them. Stupid giant armadillos. Okay, well, all my army country Time travelers are taking care of the giant armadillos. Let me mention this has been Bells in the Belfry episode. It's all written and performed by John Bell in copyright 2005 by the same. Be sure to be here next week for more exciting adventures with John Bell and all 1,000 of our Sony Kings parts. Hi, everybody. Bye. And watch out for those giant armadillos. And now, Mutual of Ohm. Providing spiritual insurance for your past, your present, and your future since 500 B.C. proudly presents Wrinkly's Believe It or Forget About It. Bringing you strange but true tales and oddities from all over this wide world. And here is your host, Mr. Robert Wrinkly. Hello, I'm Robert Wrinkly. And lastly, here is the story of Johnny Warden of Halifax, Nova Scotia, who, as second mate of the cargo ship SS Montblanc, miraculously survived the explosion of that vessel on December 6th, 1917, and the subsequent destruction of the Richmond district of Halifax, and the deaths of more than 2,000 Haligonians, by the simple miracle of having been in the bed of a prostitute neighboring Fort Sackville at the time. He was known as Lucky Jack for the rest of his life. He died in 1947 in Queens, New York at the age of 62. Interestingly enough, in the bed of another prostitute. Believe it or forget about it. I'm Robert Wrinkley. Ta-ta for now. You've been listening to a special feature of Pulp Paris Theater. Wrinkley's Believe It or Forget About It. Brought to you by Mutual of Ohm. Providing spiritual insurance for your past, your present, and your future since 500 BC. This is Gramercy Noun speaking. We return you now to our regularly scheduled program.